I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Did you know, I have a question for you this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that logic is overrated? Is it? According to this movie, and everything that happens in this movie seems to support that premise. Well, now that you mention it, yeah. I can see how that <laughs> film would feel that way about logic. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, things just kind of happen, willy-nilly. They do. It's a very willy-nilly movie. Now that you yeah. say that, yes. it is. Uh, there's not a whole lot of drive or you know uh, rationale for some of the things that happen, but Mm-mm. they do happen. There are events that occur in a sequence of sorts. Yep. I love the camera work in this because every fucking yeah. shot is like, what if we started <laughs> outside Halle Berry's cell and went through the glass and then went inside yes. her eyeball and hung out in her head for a second and then came out yeah. through her ear and then went through her hair and around the back of her neck and then like outside the window. I'm like, why does everything have to be so complicated? There's no real rationale for it. It's Again, it's just like, let's just... Uh, <laughs> Try it because we can, you know. <laughs> it's like we we've got fifty million bucks. This is a Warner yeah. Brothers movie. Well, let's yeah. make a camera that can go inside someone's body and come out the other side. And it's true. It's like, this movie it's weird. And of course, another uh, Dark Castle movie. I think mm-hmm. this is our third Dark Castle movie, actually, with uh, yeah. Orphan and what was the other one? House, House of, of Wax. Wax. House of Wax. Yeah. Starting to think we have a, a hard on for Dark Cat Castle. They're not wrong. I mean, well, well just wait till the end of this episode, though. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's so weird that they they basically brought back a lot of his films and remade them, but they kind of like yeah. took away the gimmicks. Really, I was like, this would be a perfect opportunity to bring the gimmicks back. You know, like. 13 yeah. ghosts they could have actually brought the glasses back or like you you can't mm-hmm. see the ghosts until you put on the glasses like give those that's out that's true maybe it was too expensive i don't know instead we got like a ton of backstory and yeah. like a million bits of history for each ghost which is that's interesting true. which was kind and, of fun yeah. you know uh yeah that was the thing with this movies they were visually very interesting and i, I guess mm-hmm. they're still occasionally making movies but they had well they had a new orphan series coming out so that's true we'll woot and uh, they always had these big giant set pieces mm-hmm. and uh, really creepy and yeah they uh, pulled you in they were interesting and yeah. uh, usually yeah. had some pretty big stars too you know kind of yeah true hang mm-hmm. hanging out and slumming it a bit and getting a good paycheck and having some fun and that was always nice because they were kind of these were so sort of like the nice classy shiny horror films you know they were always sort of respectable sometimes they'd get a little grimy and gory and grungy but never to the point where it was like too depressing it was always sort of like still classy and fun we hadn't quite gotten to the texas chainsaw massacre you know extreme right or yeah uh torture porn yeah yeah hostile and everything else which there's a Uh, bit of that in this towards the end there's like a little tiny bit sort of and then sort of in house of wax there's a bit of it too but you know uh like moments of this have kind of a hitchcocky vibe but then Mm -hmm. a lot of kind of moments later on kind of contrast that so yeah yeah it's they they definitely tried to do that and of course this is um uh, Zemeckis's studio, along with um, who were the other two? It was, it was like Joel Silver. And Joel Silver and was it? Um, uh, oh, Gilbert Adler. Uh, um, there we Gilbert go. Adler. Yeah, the, the, it's yeah. all the people that started Tales from the Crypt. Essentially, yes. I think they all just yes. kind of came back and were like, "We're gonna make a studio where it's just we love William Castle. Let's just remake his films." And that's what they did for the yeah. first two. And then they were like. You know, we could just start telling our own stories, too. And then they kind of abandoned the whole remake thing until House of Wax, which isn't even yeah. a William Castle movie. It's a Vincent Price movie, but not a William Castle film. It's and, true. Uh, That's a good point. I don't think yeah. they've done yeah. any other remakes, but they were planning on doing one of I Saw What You Did, which sort of mm. fell by the wayside. That was like around mm-hmm. the time of this one, I think. This movie made a shocking amount of money, though. Like, oh, yeah. worldwide. It made, like, $142 million worldwide. It only grossed, like, $60 million in the United States. But, like, still, did I think it's the highest grossing of the Dark Castle movies. So That's kind of surprising. Uh, good for it there, I guess. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was not well-received with critics. But there had to, there were a few defenders, weirdly, like uh, Roger Ebert, who gave it three out of four stars we were talking about. And I, 
I I'm fascinated by that because it seems like a lot of the things he liked in this movie he didn't like in What Lies Beneath because he gave mm. that star I mean he gave that a more mixed review and said he liked the Hitchcock bits but he didn't like the supernatural bits and this one he was like oh I really like the Hitchcock bits but he doesn't even mention the fact that it has the supernatural bits so it's like <laughs> that's kind of weird yeah because really this movie yeah. does have a lot in common with What Lies Beneath yeah you know a uh, kind of I a gaslit about it, woman but... and the, yeah. the twist at the end yeah it's a uh... there's a lot of rain and there's a ghost that's crying yeah. for help and the lead character mm-hmm. has to try to help the ghost and in the same way helps herself at the same time i mean it's really yes and there's a twist involving the husband i mean it's it's basically what lies beneath in a mental hospital <laughs> i mean really it really is of... yeah yeah and, and a course, lot shorter uh... but <laughs> Yeah, look at the through line that we've created here with, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Zemeckis, you know, last yeah. week and now Zemeckis oh, this week. And yeah, interesting. it was directed by Matthew Kosovitz, who is a French director and actor, best known for La Heine in 1995. He also did some thriller in 2000, The Crimson River or something. And he's an actor who's known for playing like Nino in The Amelie. Yeah, they, they, uh, from what I understand, they kind of just grabbed him on the fly and they were like, we need someone to direct this. We saw your movie that you made in 2000 and we liked it. And so he came on board and uh, it was a very fast process, I guess, which is maybe why this movie feels very experimental. Like him just like, let's just hone my craft and like try this out a little bit and see what happens. And yeah. Like I swear every single shot in this film, you're like, oh, yay, finally a static shot. And then all of a sudden the camera starts to zoom into something or go past something or go through a wall. It's like. Oh my god, like, the camera never stops. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to make it a name for himself by doing something weird and get some credit for that. Understandable. Uh, screenplay by Sebastian Gutierrez, who had done, uh, who, who went on to do Snakes on a Plane. Oh, <laughs> That okay. acclaimed film. And well, uh, at least the Eye film... remake. Oh, yeah. ooh, uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that yeah. explains that one. It, oh, I, yeah. I rewatched that a couple years ago. It wasn't horrible, but it's another one like this where it's like... It's just kind of bland. A couple ide- yeah, it's, it's very yeah. bland. Like, there are a couple ideas that work, but in general, yeah. Score by John Ottman, who's done a lot of horror stuff, of course, you know. Uh, ostensibly Halloween, Halloween H2O, but well, did he? <laughs> moments of it. He <laughs> did the main theme and uh, yeah. a few little bits in there, but most of it's been yeah. t- taken out. Yeah, and of course, notable for having a um, black lead here, mm-hmm. which is uh, different from a lot of the other Girls with Ghosts movies from this era, That's like true. What Lies Beneath and The Gift and The Others and The Ring and The Grudge right. and The Skeleton Key and The Pulse Remake. It was just like <laughs> blonde woman all after them. blonde woman after blonde woman. <laughs> they were all blonde, weren't they? Yeah, yeah Good all Lord. blonde white women, yeah. Yeah, and this is Halle <laughs> Berry straight off of her Oscar win for Monster's yeah, Ball. Yeah, Monster's Ball, yeah. This came out, like I think, like a month or two after she won for that, or maybe the same mm. month, which... I don't know if she planned. She might have actually even shot this before she shot Monster's Ball. But see, the thing a lot yeah. of people don't know is that um, you may you make a movie, and sometimes it takes a few months to get released. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes two years. So you never know yeah. what's going to come out first. And mm-hmm. I just always found it really funny that she won an Oscar, and this was the first thing she came out with afterwards. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, that might lead us to a nice topic of the week here. All right, let me spin that wheel. The wheel would like us to talk about some of our favorite horror performances by black actors and actresses. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, we have to start with Loretta Devine in Urban Legend 1 and 2. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, I love Mm -hmm. her so much. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't come back for this apparent reboot rechristening revamp whatever it is i'm gonna be really mad yeah i mean she's got to be there otherwise she has to you know it's not urban legend like no she is the connecting yeah. tissue of the urban she legend is. build universe build an entire franchise around her yeah yeah and l- let her sing because she's got a great voice original cast mm-hmm. of dream girls y'all yeah give her a netflix series and uh yeah i want to see her solve mysteries and shit That'd be great. oh my god that's what they should do just have mm-hmm. her be like solving mysteries from campus to campus. Yeah, it'll oh, it'll be like Murder She Wrote, except she'll be like a secu- security guard, and she'll be just be like driving ar- around town, like picking up sketchy Ooh, folks. Yeah, God, that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. so good. Netflix, are you listening? Mm-hmm. Netflix, can I, you hear me? We're giving you all the best ideas. Yeah, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I mean, obvious one, but you know, Tony Todd, of course. You know, oh yeah, legend, icon, you know, Candyman, Candyman, Final Destination. Uh, he was in some of those Hatchet movies, if I remember right. And Wasn't he in like 
Hellfest for like four Hellfest, yeah. Um, what about uh, Brandy, our beloved Brandy? Of course. Yes. I mean, she only did one horror film, but really, but she hasn't done much in terms of film, really. No, it's which true. Which is a shame because yeah. she has yeah. such a great personality that I feel like she should do more films. That's the thing. Like, yeah, her personality really shines through in that movie. It's very mm-hmm. infectious and. And uh, by the end of it, uh, you just want this girl to succeed, and she yeah. does. And she does. You know, she she gets put really through the nice. ringer, but she's 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 still there. She falls through windows. She falls through lampshades. Mm-hmm. She falls through everything. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Demonite, mm-hmm. and Scream Two. Scream 2 yeah, she's especially in Demonite. She she really gets some great. She's uh, yeah. I mean, she's basically and, uh, the lead in that film. Well, what about Grace Jones in Vamp? She's very good in that. I yeah, love just, Grace Jones and Vamp so much. Does she have any lines in that movie? She's, she has like she's two, just very, I think. Okay, yeah. But she's just so commanding that like it, yeah, it seems is. like she has monologues because she just has yes, these great yeah. eyes and this expressive face. And then and she has that great like dance striptease kind of scene that's yep. like so mm-hmm. weird. You're like, what is happening? It's very Grace Jones. Yep. Yeah, it's, it seems like that role was written for her. How about Octavia Spencer oh, in Ma? Of course, Ma. Ma, wanted her to don't kill make more me people, drink but... alone. Don't make me yeah. drink alone. <laughs> I love how that became a meme even before the film was released. Yeah, it's one like of they those. saw it in the yeah. trailer and they're like, "Oh, this is iconic already." <laughs> I'm still waiting for the franchise. Like, I just want to see her I come like back as this that. like Freddy Krueger supernatural esque like being from the fire and haunt these kids. I and yeah, I think it was bloody disgusting that had an interview with the director and he was like we have Mm -hmm. an idea and the idea sounded really good i can't remember what it was Hmm. but it sounded so good what about um rosalind cash who is in uh tales from the hood she's in the final Mm -hmm. segment of that and she's also in um from a whisper to a scream Mm -hmm. aka the offspring and the omega Mm -hmm. man she's been in she's like Mm. those are her three main horror films and i love her in all of them she just has this great presence it's just very she walks in and you're just like, oh, who is this woman? Oh, she's got this this aura about her. It's very commanding. But everyone tells from the hood, I should say. This is yes. Him. Oh, it's such a great movie. Particularly Clarence Williams, the, you know, the oh, guy in the... Oh, my God. Yeah. The uh, shit. I love it. Mm-hmm. The frame and, um, sequence, and yeah. David Alan Greer in that same film, you know, he's known mm-hmm. for being so funny, but he's really creepy in that movie. He's like this ab- yeah. abusive, like, stepfather from hell. He's really good yeah. in it. But speaking of Tales from the Dark Side, they, there's that great last sequence in Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, with um, uh, Radon Chong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's great With the gargoyle. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great That's one. Um, uh, well, actually, this isn't a horror movie, but it's an episode. I believe her name is Mabel King, and she plays in this episode of Tales from the Dark Side called Baker's Dozen, and she's like this, mm. this, um, this like voodoo priestess who makes these sweets that when you eat them you like kill your enemy it's really weird Mm, but she gives like this unhinged crazy performance and it's so fucking good i love this Mm. episode have you seen ganja and hess i have not i've heard it's so good it's just kind of one of those sensory overload movies Mm -hmm. um it it just gets under your skin and uh nonstop. it's it's really interesting and the the whole cast is really good but particularly um Dwayne Jones, of course, who's From also Night of the Living Night Dead. Night of the Living yeah. Dead, yeah. Yeah, and Marlene Clark, who's fantastic, and she's like the female lead in it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, uh, just for being really interesting in that regard. Um, there's yeah, a lot of those, I, um, like, 70s. Yeah, so I heard about it on uh, Horror Noir, mm-hmm. and uh, and, I, and I was like, I've never even heard of this film. And it looked really interesting, so it's been on my, on my list now. I think Shudder has it on, or... Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah, like I can't remember. I watched so it. I watched it just about a year ago. Uh, I think I, I think I'd seen it in that documentary as well. Which, folks, if you haven't seen horror oh, noir, so yeah, the history of black horror, it's fantastic. Where's, is that Hulu or Shutter? Uh, Shutter. Yeah, there were a bunch of those, you know, black exploitation films in the '70s. Um, right. Some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't. But you know, like uh, Blackula and um, Sugar Hill. Everyone talks oh, about I was that. just about to say that Marky okay, Bay yeah. and Sugar Hill. Yeah. I love her mm-hmm. performance in this movie. Uh, Rachel True in the craft. She doesn't oh, really get anything Rachel. to do, but she's really good at it. <laughs> but you feel f- for her, though, you know, because That's I mean, the thing. She's, yeah. just, she's so bullied by that evil bitch, Christine Taylor. Marsha Brady sure yeah, is a my asshole God. in this yeah. movie. Ugh. She's terrible on that. Yeah, it's. She goes for broke. I, Ugh. 
that's what I appreciate about that movie that everyone, every character, even if it's a little superficial, you get a mm-hmm. little bit of a beat from each character. Yeah. You kind of know what they're going through, and then it kind of propels the like monkey's paw esque thing of like, mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for because you see what they really want. And whereas the re- again, the remake, it's like, who are these girls? I don't know anything about, or the sequel, whatever it is. Yeah, the, yeah. whatever oh. that was. That well, there's Ken Foray who has been in like every oh, horror yes. movie mm-hmm. ever made. It seems yep. all the... I know you can't even. All the Rob Zombie movies, I, I think, except yeah. for maybe House of a Thousand Corpses, I think he started on right. Devil's Rejects and then just kept on going mm-hmm. with, like, everything that he's yeah. been in. Even uh, Lords of Salem, you know. He, yep, he, yeah, he we saw him when that. we did that episode. And yeah. um, From Beyond. From and... Beyond. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn the of the Dead, yeah. Original. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in so many great movies. Frankie Faison from, or Faison, Faison, um, from Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal and Red Dragon. He's, like, the, the guard, um, but they give him a little bit of a... Oh, yeah. Um, a plot throughout and I like oh, that yeah. speaking of Silence of the Lambs Casey L- Casey Lemons from that and also mm-hmm. in Candyman yeah. she's also in Candyman. that yeah of course and yeah. she's a director who made the wonderful Eve's Bayou if you have not seen that it's wonderful oh yeah that was on my I list too yeah fantastic yeah the whole wonderful cast of that film. as well fantastic it's, yeah, it's oh, great yeah Elise Neal in Scream 2 who I, I forgot about, about say, a couple yeah. episodes ago but yeah she's, she's good say, I love her in, I love her character I mean I feel like Hallie is such a great friend to Sid you know she's so supportive and I get I get really mad that she died I'm really mad that she died I feel like they could have yeah. kept her alive maybe but well she was one of the killers originally right before they yeah, changed the script which I don't know how I would have felt about that but, I wouldn't like yeah. that either because I just yeah. she was so nice to Sid and that's what Sid needs she needs nice supportive people in her life yeah and I'm really sad that she's gone and her death was it like was so stupid and quick it was like really yeah like at yeah. least like do something spectacular if you're gonna kill Hiller, you know, don't just be like stab, stab. She's dead. What about Mady Norman as Elvira in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? She's so good. She's like the housekeeper. Oh, yes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Now that you say it, yes, in, yes, yes, yes. And she gets a very unfortunate death because she discovers yeah. something she shouldn't. And she sorry, gets when you said hand, Elvira, I was just like picturing Mister yeah. of the Dark, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Okay. No. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah. Elvira took her name from this Elvira. I don't know. Of course, Wesley Snipes and like Blade, you know. Oh would, yeah, of course. Him and uh, Pam Greer, who's done quite a few Pam Greer. horror films. I mean, she's mostly known mm-hmm. for you know, the sort of action films, but I yeah. mean, she did Bones with mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, noted thespian Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and uh, which I haven't seen in a while. And I just got the Blu-ray, and I'm like, I need to play that again because it's it's been since. I don't know, 2002 or 2001 when it came out. And she was in Does something count? <laughs> Wicked This Way Comes. Yes, I yeah. think it, I mean, it should. Yeah, we covered it, so it must count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's horror adjacent. I don't make the rules. I don't know the rules. I know, yeah. <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> what are the rules? I don't know, man. I don't know. There are certain rules, okay? <laughs> to be classified as a horror picture, it must when have gonna three see decapitations. Lee's yeah <laughs> like there's like who makes these rules i'm sick of y'all's rules man jamie kennedy apparently uh lawrence fishborn in like event horizon and hannibal and uh the series hannibal and uh, yeah and i mean nightmare three but i don't think he owns that yeah he, he seems yeah. like he's really angry about that or something i think i've heard he doesn't like yeah. to even talk talk about that i'm like what went down on that set good lord hmm. oh russell clark in fright night 2 he's the um kind of gender androgynous vampire in this Mm -hmm. and he's like riding around on roller skates at one point he's really good in it i don't think he has any lines but he's really fantastic in it i need to watch that it's been so so long oh well of of course we have the jordan peele um oh yeah collection with you know lapita and daniel Mm -hmm. um two Mm -hmm. wonderful actors who really just got to stretch their wings and just play these great characters just wonderful right yeah we've talked about daniel kaluuya in Mm -hmm. um um, get out just the fact that you get this sort of final boy-esque character who which is nice gets to show emotion and it's refreshing it's 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 great it's fantastic and uh, And oscar nominated for that too yeah for a horror film what the hell I think it's a psychological thriller. Uh, it's a social commentary thriller, okay? There's nothing elevated horror horror. about it. It's elevated, okay? It takes the elevator all the way to the top floor, okay? It's not one of these basement-dwelling Friday the 13th slashers, okay? God. Uh, Unfortunately, okay, so Lapita did not get an Oscar nom, and I'm still bitter about it, so... 
It makes no sense. What she more do y'all want, people? Two fucking characters in that yeah. movie, and they're both super convincing. And yeah. then that great, like, sort of twist at the end, and it's yeah. like, my God. What the hell? Uh, what do y'all so want? What do y'all want? She basically leads you astray for the entire film thinking that she's someone that she's not. That's acting. Because yeah. I believed That's her. It. Did you see Little Monsters? I haven't seen that yet, but it's it's on my Hulu queue, I believe. She's good in it. I don't care about the movie too much because yeah. it's one of those movies that puts too much focus on the guy, and I care a lot more about her. Oh, yeah. uh, like, the whole movie is kind of like, oh, this is his story about how he becomes a better person by the end of it. And I'm like, that's yeah. great and all, but I just want to see Lupita uh, kill some zombie Fight kids. Fight some like, zombies. That's what I came here for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Lupita yeah. and the zombies. That's a great band yeah. name. Oh. Lupita and the zombies. <laughs> zombie, zombie. Elapita. That's a good little list. Um, Those are some yeah, there's of my a lot favorites. of good TV performances too, like we said mm-hmm. from Tales from the Crypt and uh, Bianca Lawson has done a lot of things. She's this like ageless beauty who is in like Buffy and Vampire Diaries. She's done all this like you know uh, teen horror stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, she has not aged one bit. There's all these memes of her that like show her throughout time, and she looks <laughs> the exact same now as she did in like 1997. It's crazy. Oh, and uh, Nel- uh, Nelson Ellis, R.I.P., and uh, Rutina oh, Wesley from True Blood. Yeah, They're True both Blood. great. Yeah. 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 They're both great. I can't believe and, he died. Um, That's so sad. I know. He was, God, he was so good in that show. Yeah, like he, he was so young, too. Especially the first couple of seasons, he made that series. He really did, he yeah. So good, yeah. Anyone who watches Angel, there's J. August Richards, who I love, and he came out as queer last year, and I love oh. him even more. Um, he's like one of the yeah lead characters in that, and he's fantastic. Oh, one I would just watch recently, film... Um, what was it called? Uh, His House on Netflix. Oh, I've heard that so good. It's I've really heard solid. That so good. I haven't. It's watched got a great it like kind of much to watch. folk horry vibe to it. And um, okay, I uh, I thought you just said folk horry, horry. vibe. I'm like, <laughs> is that a genre yet? Because it should be. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you add a Y to something, it doesn't folk quite horry. work. <laughs> I like her, but her style's folk. a little folk horry. <laughs> Today on RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah, <laughs> little, my folk horror outfit, <laughs> yeah, folk horror esque. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's really good, and it tackles a lot of like xenophobia vibes of this couple who come to this country, and uh, uh, I think it's it's in England, and you know they're discriminated against, and but then as the plot progresses, you learn some things about them that's interesting, and it's really yeah, it's it's nice. It's um, Sope Dirisi and Wunmi Wosaku are the um, two leads in that, and they're both great. Mm-hmm. So check that out. It's on Netflix, see it. folks. I've got to see it. I've heard nothing solid. but good things. And Good Manners. Did you see that one? No, I did not. It has Isabel Lua uh, as um, one of the leads in that. It's, a, it's one of those films I can't really say anything about because there's a big old twist in it, and Ooh. it kind of ruins the whole thing if I even talk about like any of it. But, uh, you know, it has some lesbian vibes in it, so go check it out if you need a reason to watch it. Lesbian vibes. Let's be honest. That's I the like reason it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I want. Oh some no! More that you know that song's stuck in my head. <laughs> I can't. It's never going away. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's, that's a, that's y'all great let us know any yeah. that we left out. And uh, oh, but uh, Tay Diggs in Tay House Diggs, of Hell. Yes, he's good in that. He's of course. good. In that. Yes, I like him a lot in general. Oh, oh, I, I don't Ups, love him. Scream Two. Yeah, Omar Epps. Two thousand. Yes, classic film. The classic film. That's our list. <laughs> we checked it um, twice. You'll have to tell us if we're naughty or nice. I prefer naughty. Oh, uh, who doesn't? Although it's too much effort sometimes, you know? It is. I don't have time for it sometimes. I just don't. Yeah. Sometimes it's just... Although it can be effortful to be nice sometimes, too, especially if the person for is a dick. For some people, yeah. yeah. It really can yeah. be. It's tough. Like people who don't use turn signals, right? Those, those are the people who... Kill them now, I say. Kill, kill them, them now. <laughs> Burn them at this yeah, stake. They're trying to kill us without the turn signals. I think it's only mm, fair. So it's... <laughs> huh. Oh, no, they're about to turn. I'm just going to keep on going. But, oh, no, they're going to just fly in and out of lanes. And Mm-mm. Has anyone ever told you your voice sounds a little like Christian Slater every once in a while? Like really? Heathers-esque oh, when he's like on the yeah, intercom. I have and not everything. heard yeah. that, but I, that is yeah. a compliment. Uh, but yeah, okay, so Gothica. 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 Why is it called Gothica? Does anyone know? Oh, it means something. I can't remember. I, I, I wrote it down, and then I can't remember what it was. Okay, if so the title is still... to look it up, I feel <laughs> I like you failed as a marketing person. <laughs> if you have to research. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, it's an unofficial term used to describe a form of purgatorial state of mind, a situation in which someone sees or feels things that no one else does. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I wish yeah. there was like a disclaimer at the beginning, like the white horse thing in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 that just explains yeah. it. Like, explains it. That would Gothica. make a little more sense. Yeah. Noun. I don't know. Like, what? It's a little verb. Es- it's a little esoteric. Like, again, up your own ass here. Like, yeah. uh, come on. <laughs> and around the corner. Really. I mean. And around the corner and <laughs> and through the hair and, <laughs> yeah, and out the nose and in the eye. Like, <laughs> through the ethereal ghost body that's just standing there. I yeah. feel really bad for Halle Berry. I mean, she's like violated in this movie. The camera's always like going up her nose or up her gown or up her ear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. She must have some clean sinuses and ear canals after this movie. Yeah, she's been <laughs> she's like <laughs> washed out. Yeah, it's like was this film shot with like one of those uh, like colonoscopy cameras where they're just like trying to stick mm-hmm. it everywhere? <laughs> Is Katie Kirk going to show up sometime and talk about the pros and cons of? <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about plenty how the film came to be. So let's uh, dig in a little bit. Yeah, you know, um... it's a dark and stormy night. It's it's it is. It's it really very is, moody yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And Penelope Cruz is giving a performance with a capital P. <laughs> I mean, really, like she is. I have a feeling this role, the, the role of Chloe, might have been written for Brittany Mur- Murphy. Maybe it seems like a Brittany yeah. Murphy role, right? Yes, I thought yeah. the exact same thing. You know, I would see previews of this, and I'd be like, "Is that Brittany Murphy for a second? Yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's uh, Penelope Cruz." It seems like a very Brittany Murphy role. Like because like Girl Interrupted meets freeway mm-hmm. meets like mm-hmm. um don't say a word like it just seems like yeah. something she would do absolutely and i'm guessing she was like no i've done that before go call penelope mm-hmm. and yeah. she's like and, oh, uh, i'm so honored to be a part of this movie i love horror I, uh, films thank you very much thank you very much uh, i love her and uh robert Downey jr who is like fresh off his one of his many prison stints. I think so. I think this was like his first film back. This was before he was yeah. Tony Stark. This was like yes. his come comeback film. Gothica was yeah. someone's comeback film, y'all. That's what you need to learn from this. I know. This was someone's comeback. Every film is someone's comeback film. He's always playing these like quippy, kind of twitchy roles. <laughs> yeah. And like the first time they introduced him, he's just wearing like a t-shirt with a jacket over it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Do you work dude. here, sir? <laughs> yeah. Did you just walk in from? You know, rehab right into this movie. Like, it, it seems like it. I think his wife was one of the producers on this, so maybe that's why. She's like, uh, hey, give my dude a be. chance. And they yeah. did. And I'm glad that they did because, I mean, obviously he's done very well for himself in the following uh, years. Yeah. In, yeah, giant blockbuster superhero movies. Yes. I would say he's rebounded quite well. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, this is about Dr. Miranda Gray, played by the wonderful Halle Berry. It's a great name. I like that name. I do like that name. It's really the only Mm -hmm. name in the film besides Chloe I remember, so I'm just going to just preface everything with that. I don't know anyone else's name. It feels like a a comic book uh, psychiatrist or something, you know? Miranda Gray. There's there's Jean Gray from X-Men who's like psychic and stuff. Yeah, and then Halle Berry was in the X-Men movies. She was right before this. Maybe they're related. I don't know. Her roles in the early 2000s were just all over the place. Because, like you said, she got an act. Uh, she got an Oscar for that for um. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, what Monsters title Ball. again? Monsters, Monsters mm-hmm. Ball. And then she went and did. Well, she was X Men before that, and then she went and did this, and then right after this, she did fucking Catwoman. Yeah. Which, y'all, crazy ass fucking movie. Uh, I got bored last night and put it on, and I was just like, what the fuck am I watching here? Sharon Stone is the head of this like cosmetics company, and she's like trying to get this product out that when you wear it, it makes your face break out and become all monstrous. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right evil. now? Evil, evil Sharon Stone, evil. It kept my attention. Uh, well, that's all that counts sometimes. I mean, really. This movie, not so much. I kept losing my attention, but you know, it, yeah. it feels like a longer movie than it is. But it starts out well, you know, because yeah, it does. you have Miranda Gray, who is yes interviewing dr miranda gray. doctor Hello. <laughs> i i beg my pardon okay dr miranda gray who is inter- interviewing <laughs> chloe 
played by Penelope Cruz, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, this guy came to my cell last night, and he opened me like a flower. So then she, like, cut his windpipe in half or something. Yeah, it's like, like these, okay. like, crazy stories, and, like, Miranda's yeah. not falling for any any of this. She's like, this nope. is not cool. Like, I feel like you're just making this up. These are delusions, Chloe, and she's like, mm-hmm. you think I'm crazy. Well, one day you'll be crazy, too. And she's like, no, I won't, because I'm a doctor. Um, yeah. And so she leaves, and she goes to see her husband, who I guess is, like, the head psychiatrist, you know, and they, they are a very odd couple. Can we mm-hmm. just say that? I mean, yes. he's much older. She's, like, young and hot. And he's, like, this older guy who looks like he could maybe be her father. Yeah, I'm like, it's a little bigger I- guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. This is an odd bit of ca- casting. Like, Right. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to believe. They don't really establish yeah. this relationship beyond this, no. like, yeah, one scene here. And the, I and think that's no what kind of separates chemistry. it from... No, not like what lies beneath, where you actually right. believe that they had been together for, mm-hmm. even though he, you know, is crazy in that movie. Sorry, spoiler, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you're right. It, I, I have a little bit of a hard time. Yeah, she's got more chemistry with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And even later yeah. in the film, they like acknowledge the fact that they had chemistry with each other, and yeah, she like kind of wanted to be weird, with him, and he wanted to be with her. But like yeah. thing where like once she loses her memory, she's like, "Were we an item? Like, were we ever gonna do it and stuff?" And he's like, yeah. "I wanted yeah. to," and she's like, right. "Did I want to?" He's like, "I don't know." it's like it's one scene and it's so weird but um it is i digress so she's doing some research and she's typing on her on her you know thing and and it -hmm. seems like people really like her like the security guard like knows her by name and she asks about the wife that'll come into play later um so the moral of this film is be nice to the security guards okay and, yeah, be nice to everyone around yeah. you, really. And uh, uh, because she probably bakes some muffins for Christmas. Yeah. And she's the kind of Brie Van de Camp kind of character. She seems lovely, yeah. you know. She's just, everyone really seems she's to nice. like her. And she seems to generally want to help these women, too, mm-hmm. in this institution. She's not just one of those yeah. people who's just there to, you know, make a few bucks and everything. Exactly. So. And, yeah. you know, she goes for her uh, her swim at the pool. Her That'll, swim. That, that will come into play later as well. There's some creepy pool sequences in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you I, like I a like nice, kind of... dingy, creepy, dark pool, this mm-hmm. is the film there's for plenty you. Of them here. Uh, this asylum is very poorly lit, period, and there's a lot of power outage situations. Why are all the lights and... always flickering, even pre-ghosts? Yeah. It's like, can yeah. someone fix the lights? Are you trying to drive them crazier? Because there's on? that storm going on outside, but so, yeah, yeah, it's like this shouldn't be happening all the time. Yeah, You're, it's yeah. weird. It's they very seem strange. To, it's normal for them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, she's going home one night, and she has to take a detour because there's all this construction going going yep. on and she goes past this bridge in the pouring rain and she almost runs into this girl who's just like hanging out in the middle of the road like wearing next to nothing and she crashes yeah. her car it's a bad crash is this the bridge and, uh, from beetlejuice because it, it looks, looks like, like it, kind it. Of. yeah it's like beetlejuice meets like sleepy hollow it's very mm-hmm. cre- yeah, oh, creepy yeah. And she gets out of the car and she goes to the girl and she's like, can I help you? And this girl just like grabs her and spontaneously combusts and it cuts Mm -hmm. to black and she's in the asylum. She's in. There's a lot of spontaneous combustion in this movie. Yes. A lot of it. People are on fire. A lot of people Mm -hmm. on flames. Mm -hmm. And uh, city on fire. (laughs) City on fire. (laughs) Mischief, mischief. Mischief. And uh, and so she wakes up and she's a prisoner. In the place where she used to work, and she's like, "What's happening?" Let me she's not here. happy about it. She's like, "Bring your no. ass in here! You better tell me why she, I'm in she here." She does get mad. She gets like yeah. really mad. She's like, "I'm gonna kick yeah. your ass!" I'm like, "Okay, yeah. maybe settle down, Allie. Settle down. Yeah. They have the bad drugs that can knock you out for <laughs> a year." Um, and yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s there. I don't remember his character name. As I said, I don't. The, the characters Pete don't have something. Names. Pete. Just sure. call him Pete something. Pete, yeah. Roy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And um. <laughs> and so. Downey's there, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, you've been in here for months now, and this is the first time you've even spoken a word. You've just been catatonic. And she's like, I don't, I don't think it was months. It was a- like anything. days, wasn't it? Okay, I'm trying to make this movie better, Kevin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was 14 years. <laughs> it's been 85 years since she was pregnant at the time with a baby. The baby's now in college. It's. A- <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make this work. Okay, she was on the Titanic. She threw the yeah, thing over the edge. It was. Yeah. It's a whole fiasco. Yeah. And yeah. she does not remember anything. Like, she's like, what is happening? I, where's yeah. my husband? And he's like, um, about that, uh, he's dead. And she's like, no, no. And, mm-hmm. um, and it turns out that everyone believes that she hacked up her husband with an axe because her prints are all over everything. 
and she was found like drenched in blood. So it's not looking good. I mean, she doesn't have a very good case, you know. The setup, yeah, is pretty interesting here because yeah. you get the sense that, oh, well, someone's probably setting her up and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something's going on here. Obviously, she didn't kill her husband because no. she's this nice, you know, woman. Yeah. But, you know, later on, some details come out and it's kind of surprising anyway. You but know anyway, what this continue. feels like? It feels like an Ashley Judd thriller. It does. Doesn't it? It does. The setup I feel like this is was very written bad. for Ashley Judd and she was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Possibly. And I, I, I just love that at one point there was a whole sub genre that was just the Ashley Judd thriller. What other yeah, the late actor 90s. Yeah. has a whole genre to themselves? It's true. It's Only true. Ashley Judd did, really. Yeah, that was the late 90s. And then the yeah. early 2000s, it was like, let's basically do the same thing, but put a little bit of a supernatural vibe into yeah. it and shoot it really weird. And yeah, exactly. It's Ashley Judd, but experimental. I like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, experimental Ashley Judd. And so that now, was college years, actually. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Miranda is locked away, and you know she starts to like feel like there's a presence in her cell mm -hmm. with with her, and it's like climbing yeah. up her ears and underneath her hair and shit, and like breathing on the glass and stuff, and running this girl, thing. Right? Yeah, and it says not alone, and she's like, "What mm -hmm. does that mean? Not alone? I'm it's clearly alone. What yeah. does it mean?" We don't know. And uh, eventually, like, she's, like, showering in that creepy Oh, these communal showers. Shower yeah. It looks oh, like it's... something from hell. It's really disturbing. Yeah. Or, like, and... American Horror Story Asylum. It's yeah. Just, it... My God. It's... Like, do they not get, like, their own little private stalls? That doesn't seem it's gross. nice. Yeah. You would think this would not it's be nasty. very, yeah, hygienic. Here, Hygien all these yeah. bodies. And, yeah. All that athlete's foot. Ugh. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this ghost, like, comes out of nowhere and just starts slashing her and slashes not alone on her arm 35 and, times is what they say i'm like how did nobody see this happening everyone's like how did this happen yeah it, it looks like it was made with a scalpel like how did she get yeah. it in there no one really is asking the right questions i don't think yes and so then she's just like you know what i didn't do it like she brings in her lawyer and stuff and she's mm -hmm. like you have to prove that i didn't do this and stuff and he's like well the evidence is pretty bad and yeah they're I showing her some evidence pictures of the crime scene and she sees that on the wall splattered in blood is written not alone and then mm -hmm. her wound starts to bleed through the bandage and they're like oh my god it says not alone on there too mm -hmm. and um it's yeah, I like the little bits where she's talking to, like, some of the doctors, and they, she herself is a doctor, so she's able mm -hmm. to sort of level with them and be like, you know, I understand why you're asking me this, because right. I would ask the exact same things, but know that, like, I see your game that you're playing here, because, yeah. you know, I would I would do this as well, and exactly. I kind of like those little bits, because it does establish that yeah. she's intelligent, and she's kind mm -hmm. of able to work her way out of this this ridiculous situation that she's been into or at least she tries to uh, yeah because like it's just, at some point like she's like I'm not crazy and they're like exactly yeah. and it's and mm -hmm. and she's like well then why don't you believe me <laughs> like she's like I'm clearly yeah. not crazy and they're like but that's the problem if you had been crazy we could just plead insanity but you seem to know what happened and she's like no I don't blah yeah, blah because they think she's hiding stuff you know but she's not yeah because she's, she's like lucid, she, but yeah. she has these dreams where she goes back to the scene of the crime and like she's kind of going backwards, you know, she's going backwards and time is slowing down. They're interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. the shooting of it is, is there's like fascinating CGI is... raindrops that just mm -hmm. like stop midstream. This is where all the stuff. budget went for this movie. And I these really CGI think raindrops that yeah. are just like, yep, <laughs> going upwards and everything. Yeah. Raindrops on ghost girls and everything. <laughs> And so she flashes back and she sees this girl again and she's like, that's what happened. This girl grabbed me and possessed me. And then I went mm -hmm. back to my house and I must have killed my husband because I was possessed. She pieces it together pretty quickly, actually. Pretty yeah, quickly. What, what like within there. the first like mm -hmm. full 45 minutes of the movie, she's like, I know what mm -hmm. happened. And then yep. she's trying to get everyone to believe her. And one day she's in the office of like one of her colleagues and she sees this picture of this girl and she's like, oh, my God, that's the girl. That's the that that's mm -hmm. the one I saw on the road. And he's like, that's not possible. She's been dead for four years or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's my and daughter, Rachel. She's been dead for. Yes, I am your daughter. And <laughs> she's like, that's not possible. What? I saw her. And it apparently there was a suicide. She killed herself. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if that's what happened. I feel like there's a mm -hmm. reason why she's coming to me. And what's really cool is that at one night she's just in her cell and she's like, hey, Rachel, I think that's the go the ghost name, right? 
she's like, if you're really listening, can you like open up my cell? And then all of a sudden the cell just goes, she just does. It's open. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And so she goes and she's just exploring. So she goes to like an office and tries to do some research on Rachel and prints Mm -hmm. out like a little thing about her death and stuff. And then she goes to see Chloe and discovers that there's this creepy dude inside her room raping her. And he has this big chest tattoo of a woman on fire. And he and, and she's like, oh, my God, Chloe's telling the truth. Like, there is this yeah. guy that comes to her every night. And she's like, oh, my God. And, of course, she gets caught and stuck in her cell again, you know. But then she decides, like, okay, I got to get out of here and figure out what's going on. And I've got to help right. Chloe. Now she really wants wants to help Chloe too. And they have a nice right. scene in the yard where they talk and the, and they hug and stuff. And she's like, "I believe you," and stuff. And while this is happening, there's this sheriff who mm-hmm. seems a little shifty, who's you know yeah. questioning her. And he was best friends with her husband, mm-hmm. so he he's, he's more on mad. his side. Yeah, he's very yeah, mad he's, that she killed him. He's very upset. He has no, uh, no one to tell go there's fishing a lot of, with. So it's a no. Shame. And uh, there's a lot of sort of un- uh, repressed anger there where he mm-hmm. wants to yell at her, but he tries to keep cool. And you, yeah. you can tell something's not right with this guy. You Definitely know? not. It's yeah. He seems a little it. sketch. Yeah. And eventually she is attacked by the ghost of Rachel. And we see it on the the security <laughs> screens, which but, causes them to go in and try to restrain her. And she just like, I love how they're just like, out. they think it's they think. Yeah, they think she's just kind of like you know jumping around the room being yeah. weird. But it's like clearly she's being thrown across there this fucking room. Of, like right. There's a force. Yes. And there is a really good yes. scare in that scene where she like bends yeah. down and the, the ghost is like right behind her, which is straight from mm-hmm. uh, Dario Argento's Tenebrae. But that's besides yes. the point. I mean, if you're going to steal, mm-hmm. steal from the best, from the best, steal from do. the best. So, yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, um, and so like, she's just being thrown around the room and they come in and she like knocks them out and like steals some keys and goes running. And it's like this whole fun, like Legends of the Hidden Temple chase, where she's just like go, mm-hmm. going through all these little hidden passageways and corridors with a bunch of dust and rats mm. and stuff scurrying around. And, and she uh, eventually gets to the pool, mm-hmm. and this is where her swim training really helps because they come in looking for her with their flat their flashlights, and she hides at the bottom of the pool and holds her breath. For like ever, yeah. Like for, for like five about minutes. fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be dead by now. And yeah. the one thing I I call bullshit on this ghost. This ghost is really mm-hmm. not very helpful because right as they're about to leave, this ghost shows up to her in the pool, causing her to scream <laughs> and nearly drown. I'm like, ghost, yeah. do your job, let her live, so she can solve the right. mystery. You're yeah, not the motivations helping, okay? of this, this ghost are a little questionable. Yeah, yeah. I this, guess that this she's pissed off. This is not a time like, to play. Okay, come on. No, it's not a time no. to play. Yeah, and then the, the the security guard from earlier is helps her out a little exactly. bit. Exactly. He's like, here, yeah, take my car. Desk, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really sweet. Again, yeah. You know. Yeah, this is why Which, you got to be nice to people because be you never nice know when you're trying to. Yeah. When you might get locked up in an asylum and you want somebody on your side, you need an escape plan, and some people are going to help, and some aren't. And so she gets the car and she drives around. This scene where she's just driving. This scene, like yes, a maniac, car, and the car eventually gets like possessed or something. And it's yeah. like this Knight Rider type thing, and I'm she's like, just screaming Christine? at like, "What do you want from me?" And she gets this like, "I know you did last <laughs> summer, Julie James moment." And I'm like, it's kind of my favorite scene, just because it's so ridiculous. Mine too, because yeah. when this first came out, I was still in, I was I in high school, yeah, I think, and all the girls that I was in school with went to see this and they would randomly yep. quote that all the time. Be like, <laughs> what do you want from me? And, um, and, and also, so, what are you waiting for? <laughs> for huh? Huh? <laughs> and so the, the car stops right before she gets to this humongous pothole. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the size of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It it's is. basically the grand Canyon and mm-hmm. it stops and she's like, okay, well, thanks for that. At least, um, Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to her house and she's trying to piece together what happened that night. And she sort of like sees herself killing her husband as yeah. she's possessed and stuff. And then yeah. she realizes like she she's looking at this picture of this of, of her and her husband at this cabin that they have. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's this random drop of blood and she can't figure out where this drop of blood came from. And she's like, oh, this must be a clue. I need to go to this cabin. There's that great sequence, too, where she looks in the mirror and, like, it's like her, slowly turns it's into weird. the ghost. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's really 
it's fucked trippy. up, but I, yeah, it's really trippy. And trippy. again, that's where the budget went, I guess. Because yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, the, this Willow Creek place is Willow Creek. what they call it, which is also the name of a found footage film about Bigfoot, if anyone. I thought I'd heard that name before. <laughs> yeah. It's a decent little found footage movie, actually. Was that inspired by this film, do you think? Did this film inspire it, it someone? Be. And so she drives to Willow Creek, and she's going through the barn, and she sees this little, like, passageway door, and she goes down into this basement, and she's like, why is there this random camera in front of a bed with these big production lights? Is someone making a talking picture? And uh, then she watches what's on the camcorder, and it's, like, her husband tying up and, like, raping and torturing this girl. And he, like, turns to the camera, and he's like, I feel like God. I'm like, oh, you're gross. And she's like, oh, great. This This is is bad. It's pretty masochistic and fucked up. Like, uh, very sadistic for Mm -hmm. uh, this type of movie. Yeah. uh, yeah, he goes to some dark places for sure. Yeah, like we don't really see that much, but I mean, it's in, no, it's, it's Im- implied, yeah. implied. And mm-hmm. then yeah. all of a sudden, the cops come, and she's like, "Oh shit, no!" And they come into the basement, and they're like, "Okay, ma'am, stop!" And then she's on the stairs, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "What?" And then mm-hmm. the, this hand like pops out from behind the s- stairs and like grabs her, and she's like, "Oh yeah. shit!" And it's this girl who's been like chained up, and I'm not sure if it's the girl from from the from the tape or just another one. Apparently, there have been many. And uh, and so then you're like, OK, well, I guess the film's done. Right. Because, you know, they discovered that I guess this girl had been killed in this thing and her husband was a bad guy. And mm-hmm. and then like e- everyone like Robert Downey Jr. comes and the uh, lawyer comes and they're like, so can you like take her out of jail, please? Because, I mean, she was clearly right. And uh, she helped yeah, you it's like she, solve this case. She goes from mental institution to prison. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is not an upgrade here. Let her out. Like, she's been through a lot. Yeah. And, of course, the yeah. cop's like, no, we have to make sure that everything's, you know, solved and stuff, you know. And, mm-hmm. and he's still just acting like a D-bag. And then eventually, like, he comes into her cell. And this is when we find out that actually not alone means that there was another accomplice to this to this crime and it is the cop yes she slowly pieces this together as they're having this conversation yeah about everything that went on and she gets to the point where she basically accuses him and he's like well you know even if that was me like i would never admit to it type thing and it's yeah it's like he's trying to play all coy and stuff yeah, and then he like he takes off his shirt and stuff, and you can see the tat the tat the tattoo, and yeah. there's kind of like a little chase for like three minutes in the police station. Where are the other cops? Is there a reason why it's totally empty? It's a it's a good question, and there's no security cameras to like pick no. up any of this that's happening. Like yeah, it, it's a, yeah, good question. It, uh, but then like at some point, like she accidentally like like he's he's got a gun and he shoots this mm-hmm. canister of like Com- i don't know what is canister, it canister yeah of like gas i don't know like what 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 is that i don't know if it was like a canister or a computer it's it's hard to really tell but he fires something that causes combustion again the spontaneous yeah. combustion in this movie because it's, it's all it over. releases this gas to where when he tries to shoot the ghost that shows back yep. up it mm-hmm. his gun hits the computer and then that like sprays fire at him and he yes catches on fire in some very interesting cgi effects happen <laughs> yeah and so he's burnt to a crisp and the ghost is you know cool now she's like yay you did good and miranda shoots him at one point in the head yeah even when he's yeah. on even when he's yeah. on fire like which is she's probably like, smart gonna, because we're gonna in make these sure movies, they dead. never yeah <laughs> yeah they never seem to die it's like good for uh, you and she gets the 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 iconic line of the film for me which is logic is overrated which yes it is yes, in this movie <laughs> yes it is <laughs> and then flash forward to months later and Miranda and Chloe are in New York just two gal pals they probably just mm-hmm. went to Magnolia Cupcakes and did a little sex in the city tour and mm-hmm. uh, and they've got cute new haircuts and outfits and they look good mm-hmm. and look Chloe's like yeah I'm gonna go get a new job somewhere yay thanks for saving me and she goes into a taxi mm-hmm. and Miranda looks into the street and she's you know, she's kind of got like a little pep in her, in her step, but then she sees this kid who's just like standing in the middle of the street, and she's like, kid, get out of the street, and then this bus comes and hits him, but the bus goes through him, and it's another ghost, and she's like, <laughs> oh man, what is it with people coming to me with their ghostly problems? I have a full <laughs> life, you know? I know. She's going to have to qu- quit her job. Well, maybe she already yeah. did quit her job after everything that happens, but now- I would. I would not want to be... work with those people. 
No, that's got to be awkward to come in on Monday and be like, "Hey, um, <laughs> remember I when you locked me up in a cell? Me up, but can we work together again?" <laughs> yeah. Now you, yeah. secure security guard, you're coming with me. You're a good one, but right. the rest of right. you can go fuck yourselves. Now she's like a supernatural ghost detective slash psychiatrist for the stars slash ghosts. Like and... She became the ghost whisperer. So this Gothica. movie is a little underwhelming. I, a little bit. Yes. I was hoping that this rewatch would sort of be a little better, but I still have the mm-hmm. same problems with it that I did when I first watched it, however many years ago it was. This was but I, I was very surprised by how much I remembered from the movie. So it must have done mm. something right because I remembered a lot of the set pieces and the the, the lines. It's and visually striking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the worst movies are the ones that you don't remember anything about. So at yeah. least you can say you remembered some things about I this. I remembered and... a lot about it. Yeah, so I was like, that's yeah. got to say something, right? Like, so yeah. I'm going to give it a pass for that because it, it had to have done yeah. something right. I like Halle Berry in the movie. I don't She's think good. she gets a ton to do, but she gets some good little moments. I read that she broke her arm on set and they had to uh, d- delay the process for like eight oh, months shit. before they oh were able God. to restart. Um, wow. So that's crazy. That's or eight ridiculous. weeks, maybe. Oh, yeah. Eight, eight months. months. Good weeks. Lord. It's it probably weeks. <laughs> That's one crazy break. Like, did her arm fall off? <laughs> like, Yeah, I know. We got to find Hallie a new arm. Come on. And apparently, apparently it was Robert Downey Jr.'s fault, too. He, like, grabbed her weird or something and uh, Damn it, snapped Downey. it. But, yeah, the, the first half of this, I think, is decent and kind of mm. sets the scene. And um, it's got some kind of Hitchcockian vibes with her in the institution. But the second half does kind of fall apart. It's kind of similar to Shutter Island in that way where, like, oh, I'm kind of invested Shutter in. Shutter Island, yeah. Yeah, like I'm invested for a while, but then it starts to like, eh. The twist in this one, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's, it's underwhelming. Bad. It's... I just I feel like maybe the the finale could have been a little stronger. I feel like it lasts like for yeah three minutes and then it's just done. Well, it's like we said that they should have established a stronger relationship with her husband, so mm-hmm. that it's more of a shock that this happens. But it's like we didn't know yeah. the guy, so you know when I I'm see like, that he's this terrible person, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Like, it's like I believe there it. are terrible people in the world. I didn't know anything and about him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Jer- John Carroll Lynch tries to do some things with this mm-hmm. role. He doesn't get a whole lot to do, but, the, you know, he you get the sense that, like, he might have been, I don't know, in love with or a- at least has a strong relationship with um, her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the disciple and the husband was the kind of guy leading him on. So you get this kind of yeah. uh, scream situation, you know, uh, Billy Stu kind of thing where, you know, he's leading the other one on. And he calls him Dougie at one point, like they were best <laughs> friends. And, like, he, he had killed someone when they were 15 and... They've been doing this like for years, and occasionally they stop, and occasionally they do it again. Um, so he's kind of an interesting character, but yeah, it just just doesn't get a whole lot to do. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's a perfectly um, surfaceable film to have on like in yeah. the background yeah. if you're like vacuuming yeah. or washing dishes right. or something. I don't know. It's just not right. like yeah, yeah, and it occasionally goes to some like sleazy places, but mm-hmm. they're kind of few and far between, yeah. so they don't really keep your like you know. Occasionally, she'll have all these gashes in her arm and being arms army being slashed up a lot. And then, yeah. you know, find out stuff with like sadism and rape and everything. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like if this was like happening throughout the movie, like I think mm-hmm. I'd be more invested, but when it just like occasionally happens, like a, a yeah. flash, I'm like, I don't know. It just feels kind of out of the, out of place almost. And it's one of those movies that's rated R and you're like, I thought it was yeah. PG 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it probably went to slightly too dark places with the, yeah, masochism the, stuff even though you don't yeah. want to see anything like you said mm-hmm. but it's like it, yeah. the implication i guess is was a Maybe little too much too. for america yeah. uh, we wanted something that was kind of a wild card this month because yeah. the other two that we have left i think are generally regarded as yeah, more pretty well serious uh, and serious and yeah. more critically acclaimed and uh mm. so yeah this was something a little bit different to throw things off uh, yes. usually we do the weird ones our third film of the mm. month but this time our third film of the month is our 50th episode yeah Yay! so we wanted to pick and an actual a, favorite you know it just made yeah something that's Something that's we really like a lot, and uh, we get to really dig into this. It'll be fun. We hope you like it too. Listeners. We hope you enjoy it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Uh, do we have any overlooked gems this week? Yes, we do, Kevin. Um, okay. Mine is Night of the Hunter. Because <gasps> Great Because I I hadn't seen it in years. It was one of my Grammy's mm-hmm. favorite films, and she made me watch it when I was a kid. But it had been a while. And, oh, my God, what a great movie. It's so good. It is about these two kids, and their father is a robber, and he mm-hmm. comes home with this fortune, and before he can give it to them, um, he is taken away by the po- police. And while he's in prison, yeah. he meets this preacher and tells him all about it. And once he's released from prison, he decides to go after this family, and he wants to know where the money is. 
and the kids will not tell. They refuse to tell because they promised their dad, and so he is just on a mission to find this, and he tries to kill the kids. He tries to kill the mom. I'm not going to spoil spoil it all, but it's it's kind of like the stepfather, but with like a religious twist, kind of. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so good. It's Deeply. so beautifully shot and poetic and yes. wonderful. Yes. It's so good. Uh, Robert Mitchum is just... brilliant in this. It's so good. Yeah. He's better in that than he is in, what's the other one he did around that time? The, Cape Fear? Uh, Cape Fear, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah I like him better so in, in that. And it's, it's so good. He's creepy. Yeah, a lot of really striking shots of just like mm-hmm. him standing over like the mom yeah. at one point, right? And just, oh, it's... And there's like one scene where like, I... It's like a jump scare I didn't expect. I was like, I don't, I yeah. didn't know they did jump scares back then, you know. And uh, it kind of comes towards the end of the movie, and and I and I actually went, Ugh! and so I was like, oh wow, they got me. It's for a '50s film. Like the '50s were very yeah. chaste, or just like weird monster stuff. But mm-hmm. like this is, it's it's pretty fucked up. Like yeah, interesting. There's, and the, the script hold, holds up very very well. I mean, it could have been yeah written yesterday. I mean, it's 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 that good. You know, and there's like a musical number in it, right? Where the kids are just like, oh yeah, riding yeah. on a boat or mm-hmm. something. And she's, it's and very she kind of Peter Pan esque. That song, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. it's like a really dark sort of like fairy tale, you know? Because there's this yeah. this evil stepfather who tries to kill the kids, and they run away and in, into the woods and onto the lake and stuff. It's very like Hansel and Gretel, and yeah, and then they do meet this very nice lady who kind of takes them in and it's it's a really great movie it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah it's great check it out yeah check it out it's in black and white folks so yeah deal with so it. but it's good <laughs> wear your special glasses <laughs> it allows you to see things in color yeah. <laughs> you can pretend right <laughs> what about you um i got uh, i've been digging through this series of films called the whispering corridors uh, oh i saw you were doing that yeah yeah and uh um, they're interesting. Stacy Ponder, a friend, has talked this up, these this series up a little bit. So I was like, I'll dig into it. Because, you know, we've talked about in the early 2000s, there was all these ghost films that were going on in, like, Japan and the United States. But there was also a little bit of that happening in South Korea with this series of films in particular. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all kind of connected thematically, but they don't have a lot of, like, um, through line in terms of the characters in each one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all take place at all-girls boarding schools, not boarding schools, but just regular schools, and uh, they revolve around, like, ghosts and supernatural entities, and some of them have, like, lesbian relationships, which is kind of interesting at the center of them. Yeah, I know, especially in, like, South Korea, where it was more, even more taboo then than Mm -hmm. than, in, like, the United States. Um, But, yeah, it addresses a lot of, like, taboo topics and, like, authoritarianism in these South South Korean schools, and um, there's stuff like teen suicide, and they're all really distinct and interesting, and um, I really liked them a lot. So I'm just going to recommend the first one because uh, I think it's the one that I liked the most. It's from 1998. Uh, what's it about? Let's see. While investigating the school files, the frightened teacher, um, a frightened teacher, gets startled and calls another young teacher, telling her that a deceased student appears to be back. Um, and then she is attacked and killed by a ghost. And the next morning, uh, this other young teacher comes to work for the school and gets to know the students a little bit and uh, starts to piece some things together and realizes something is going on at the school. And she, this this um, young teacher also had a friend back in the day who died at the school mysteriously. And they think there might be a connection between what happened in the past and what's going on in the present. And it's just a nice little mystery. And you're trying to kind of piece together like things from the past and what's going on, you know, at the moment and um, some really good kind of suspense throughout and it's a little slow at times but it kept my attention for the most part and uh pretty short only like 90 minutes most of them are only like 90 100 minutes they're pretty fast watches so um i definitely recommend the whole series they're interesting Uh, they sound interesting yeah especially if you want some extra girls with ghosts this month so hell yeah in the meantime as always you can follow us on social media on facebook and twitter at hohh podcast you can find us on Instagram at homos on Haunted Hill, all one word. You can leave us a review on iTunes. That would be lovely, but please be nice. Be nice. You can follow us on Patreon, where we release exclusive content every month, mm-hmm. including a bonus camp episode, which we'll have one of those coming up pretty soon, too. And that's all. You know, watch yeah. out for the ghosts. Be, be nice to everyone around you, including the ghosts. Because, that's the you moral. Know, I think that is the overarching... A trend in this movie yeah mm-hmm. just be nice to people and ghosts and yeah. because you never know when you might need their help and 
if you make a lot of enemies in life, it will come back to mm -hmm. bite you in the ass. Yeah. So, yeah. And then a camera will travel up your ass to see what the bite did and then come out of your nose. Yeah, then... a, this, a rapey camera is yeah. one of the, the enemies that she made, apparently. Rapey I don't camera. know. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a French approach to it's filmmaking. A French. I, I, I wanted the, the American audience to, to feel the violation. Anything else about this one? I think that about no, wraps it up. that's pretty much it. No, yeah. that's pretty much all I say yeah. about Gothica. That's all she Gothica wrote. Gothica with the K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gothica. Like Liza with a Z. Got yeah, to go with a K. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's terrific. It's a terrific <laughs> movie. Mama would have loved wonderful. it. <laughs> if only my fantastic. father, Vincent Minnelli, would have made this picture. It would have been so fantastic. It would have been great. Can you imagine Mama in the Halle Berry role? It'd be terrific. Michael and Buster. Oh, oh it'd be great. Just oh, a musical number great. in the showers. You know? She's got my hand. Oh, no. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, folks. Bye. With a with a good a goodie, so on. Oh, I, I hope you I hope you like it. Yes. We hope so. Okay. Bye. Goodbye.